For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, hoop heads. We all hate ankle sprains, and they happen way too often. Ankle injuries are the number one sports-related injury. Arise is trying to change that. With the iFast, your athletes get preventative protection and full mobility. Athletes no longer need to wear bulky braces that limit performance and give mediocre protection. Anyone playing sports should be using these products. Keep your athletes in the game. Don't wait for them to get hurt to take action. Visit www.arise.com, spelled A-R-Y-S-E, and use the code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off the future of performance. That's A-R-Y-S-E.com with promo code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off. What's up and welcome to the Hashtag Lakers Podcast, part of the Hoop Heads Podcast Network. I'm Yo Legazzo. I'm joined by McKay Westbrook and John Webb Legazzo. So for today's show, we uh, will first want to talk about, uh, you know, some things that we've been seeing in the first few road games um, that we, that, you know, the Lakers have, have uh, done already uh, against the Bucks, Bulls, and tonight against the Cavs. And then on the latter end of our show, we want to, um, you know, just share some some of our thoughts on the late great Kobe Bryant uh, as we pass the year mark since um, his death. Uh, I'm not sure how ready we are for that conversation, but we'll do it anyway. Um, but let's go ahead and start. What did you guys think about uh, these recent games? Um, I I think the main thing was. Um... You know, going into the game in Chicago, um, Anthony Davis had been struggling for a little while. Um, I mean, by no means was he putting up awful numbers, but uh, he he just wasn't his old self. Um, so it was good to see him get back into form last game. Um, LeBron James had had a great game against the Bucks. It was his first uh, game over thirty of the season, and then. Obviously tonight he uh, put up 46, um, so he beat his his season high, um, and I think it was it was on a on the perfect night to do so um, on the eve of the anniversary of Kobe, Kobe's death against his former team in the Cavs, um, and I I thought the Lakers did did great. You know they they took all three games. Um, on this road trip so far and couldn't have asked for more. 
Yeah, and I was really interested in tonight's matchup with the Cavs because it really gives the Lakers a chance to measure how they match up with different types of post players, Drummond, Allen, McGee. Um, you know, we definitely have trouble with bruising bigs like Drummond when Gasol or AD are off the court. But, you know, with, with the Bucks, I think that was a little bit more personal for us, uh, maybe a little bit more personal for AD and LeBron just because, you know, you have Giannis who took all those personal awards uh, last season. And I really saw that with, with Giannis. He was taking it personal. That game was personal to him. And I liked how we came out. Yeah, for sure. No, I, I you know, I said at the outgo that I, I wanted LeBron and AD to take that Bucks game personal just because of, of how, um, you know, the, the, the awards ended up last year. Um, you know, AD was, um, you know, he did all right in that game, but... Um, he was kind of in a, in a sort of funk, right. <laughs> that game. Um, but I, I'm glad that he tried, you know, he, he did compensate that by how, um, you know, how he was driving to the lane and kicking it out. Um, you know, he had six again, uh, six, six assists in that game. Um, of course, you know, LeBron, I don't know, man, LeBron is the MVP this year. Honestly, like, absolutely. Come on. Like there's no one, close we have you know we're, we're tied well i don't know if the clippers played tonight but we're tied with the number with the number one um record in the league and lebron james is putting up numbers uh like tonight 46 eight rebound 46 points eight rebounds six assists i mean that's not fair dude dude is 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 a total cheat code um and he's a beast. And I'm glad that, you know, um, LeBron and AD, I, I just felt like they're taking turns, you know, game in, game out. You know, the Bucks, LeBron had that 34-point game. Um, AD had, like, less than 20 points, right? Uh, against the Bulls, Anthony Davis, you know, 37 points are season high. And then LeBron had like 17 or 18 points. And then, you know, today Cavs, of course, like I think Anthony Davis had less than 20 points tonight. So, um, you know, I, I, you know, they can, I'm, I, I ha, I'm glad that they have that luxury, right. Cause to, to kind of have an off game or not try as hard, but then come out with a win just because of how deep this team is. Yeah, one of the things that was mentioned is um, obviously when LeBron is on the floor, uh, the team has the greatest uh, plus-minus rating. Um, but even when he's off the floor, uh, the team still has a positive plus-minus rating, um, and that just is a testament to how deep our team is. You know, even if our superstars aren't out there um, necessarily overperforming, we've got a really good solid group that goes out there and can. Um, be scrappy, get us points, make great defensive plays, um, and and get us through the game. Yeah, and you know, even though we took these three wins, guys, really, what what I think, what I'm seeing from this Lakers team is a little bit of inconsistency in identity throughout the game. For one or two quarters, we get the defensive level we'd like to see, and for another half, it sort of fizzles out. This squad has a bad habit of playing down to their opponent's play. 
I will say this though, for the most part, it's been enough for these last few games. Of course, you have to right. gauge if this mental cat and mouse is enough to build the championship mentality and habit. Like you were talking about, Yoa, the the Lakers will most certainly need come playoff time. Right. I th- I think I, I mean I completely agree. I think at times you see poor defensive execution. There's too many ISOs and just bad shot selection, and you can see that. Um, but uh, you know, I think still early in the season um you know we still have a long season to go um and a lot of reps lots of practice still to to kind of help this get this team to where we want it to be come playoff time so you know i'm I'm confident they'll they'll get there but they you know i I you know one thing that um i don't like is how um we're sleepwalking sometimes and kind of uh, playing through the motions. Um, I just want them to, to try, you know, a hundred percent of the time, all four quarters. So just so we can see, you know, their, their full power right there, uh, and, and see where they at are at, um, when they're playing a hundred percent. Um, this and, isn't even my final form yet. They, yeah, exactly. They haven't even reached, you know, fa- fa- final freeze form. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, I did want to quickly, though, mention that we're not seeing a lot of THT minutes. Um, I, I don't know if you have any comments about that, guys. Absolutely. I actually do. Um, I I think it's about time. It's about time to give those Kuzma minutes to THT. Kuzma? That Kuzma, those Kuzma minutes. Wow. Wow, okay. I don't know. I, you know what? That might be a popular opinion, though, among Lakers fans. It could you be. Know? It could be. But he, you know, he was hustling out there tonight. You know, if we yeah. didn't get those offensive rebounds tonight, I don't know. We could have been a, you know, could have been a closer game. I, you know, what has impressed me though is Alex Caruso on the defensive end. Mm. I mean, his ability to shut da- shut down the best players on the teams have, has impressed me. Like no other. I mean, you know, we, we know Sack Levine torched us, you know, the the previous game we played against them. And Frank Vogel and maybe, you know, Lionel Hollins uh, decided to put Caruso on Sack Levine this time, and it worked. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I always love, uh, you know, talking about Caruso. I think he made some some pretty amazing defensive plays tonight against the Cavs. Uh, oh, yeah. Helped us um, kind of... Uh, um, you know, slow down the the momentum that the Cavs were building, and he's strong. Like a lot of a lot of players, and you know, fans don't know this, but Caruso is a strong little dude. Hey, he he went at, at Sexton tonight, right near uh, the end of the game, and snatched the ball right from him when he started dancing. He's uh he's dope. Yep, yep, yep. Need more some need more Caruso. Um, all right, guys, um, let's let's take a break here. And when we come back, uh, we'll continue our discussion. Um, so stay tuned and we'll talk to you soon. Hey, Hoopheads, we appreciate you listening to this episode of Hashtag Lakers. Be sure to check out these other NBA pods on the Hoopheads Podcast Network, including Cavalier Central, Risen Grind, 
Knuck If You Buck, 305 Culture, and Blazing the Path. Also, don't miss our coaching-focused podcast, Thrive with Trevor Huffman, Beyond the Ball, the CoachMaze.com podcast, Players Court, and Bleachers and Boards. Oh, and don't forget to check out our flagship, the Hoopheads podcast, hosted by me, Mike Cleansing, and my co-host, Jason Sunkel, featuring the best minds in the game, from grassroots to the NBA. Hey guys, this is McKay with the Hashtag Laker Podcast. I wanted to talk to you about Jersey Bird, your number one custom jersey shop. They've got high quality, low priced jerseys for you, your family, and friends. The folks at Jersey Bird are really dedicated to bringing you the very best jerseys with a focus on dependability, durability, and customer satisfaction. They've even got custom Kobe and LeBron high school jerseys for you to enjoy. So don't show up to your buddy's watch party looking like a bum. Hop on jerseybirdofficial.com, take a look at their selection, and use promo code LAKERS to get 10% off your order. Again, that's promo code LAKERS to get 10% off your order at jerseybirdofficial.com. Welcome back to the Hashtag Lakers podcast. I'm here with John Weblegazzo and McKay Westbrook. Um, before the break, we were talking about the recent Bucks, Bulls, and Cavs games. I want um, now on this segment to bring up a few things um, that uh, some of the guys were saying. And um, the first thing is how LeBron uh, prepares for, for each of these games. Um, and this came from a, a comment um, I think it started from, from Bulls coach Billy Donovan uh, in his post-game interview. You know, he's saying, you know, the Lakers are, are really, really good. You, you have to move them around. They're, they're too long, too vis- physical, too smart. Uh, the more stationary you get against them, the more stagnant you get against them, the more it plays into their hands. And then, you know, one of their players, Patrick Williams, also made a comment about how LeBron, um, you know, how he could tell that LeBron watches film uh, because he was calling out the Bulls plays ahead of time uh, before they were implemented or executed. Um, and then, you know, out of that, LeBron was asked, you know, you know, how do you prepare for each of these games? Uh, you know, and basically says, you know, that's what he does. You know, I study the teams. I prepare for the teams every day leading up to the game. You know, I watched the film on them, the Bulls, um, you know, the, the day before for the game, watched a game against uh, Charlotte. And then I watched a lot of film in the morning and I just try to get a, accustomed to a lot of the, the sets that they run so that I can keep my guys prepared, keep them a little bit ahead of the play. Uh, just being very knowledgeable about some of these sets uh, they like to run, some of the ATOs, some of the, the things they like to run in a half court and things of that nature, just to have my guys keep their heads on the swivel and not get surprised by anything. Um, what do you guys think about that? I mean, if you're going to be the best, you're, it's not going to be for nothing. You know, um, I'm sure a lot of these guys out there, they're, they're working their hardest. They're getting their bodies in tip top shape. They're, um, they're putting in the time to, to be the best, but um, I think some of it comes down to uh, more than just, pure athleticism and 
and physicality. I, I think a lot of it is being a student of the game. Um, it, it comes down to that basketball IQ and um, that that's where LeBron is, is truly leaps and bounds above other people. Not only is he a physical freak of nature, but, but he's intelligent. Yeah. And you know, that's what Michael Jordan did. That's what Kobe Bryant did. And that's what the King does. And you know, what the King is really talking about here are after timeout sets, you know, opposing teams, as far as I've, you know, notice on the film have come into Lakers games with about a dozen or so uh, practice plays and sets they like to run when inbounding the ball or executing in half court. Uh, this is really important early on in the season because the opposing teams can experiment and see what works against really the number one defense in the league right now. When you're game planning against this Lakers team, you got to consider the elite rim protection and Anthony Davis that they have, and then fundamentally sound wing defense with KCP and Caruso. It's good to see what other teams are looking to exploit, and LeBron understands that. And this is really where it started last year with LeBron and Rajon Rondo. They did this all the time last year, and it came into fruition in the bubble uh, bubble games and in the playoffs. And it's absolutely fantastic that, that LeBron is passing this knowledge down because it's a consistent habit. Yeah, I, I think you're right. And, you know, I think we, we saw a lot of that, how, you know, in, in the postseason, how just how elite his basketball IQ is. It's just incredible. And, you know, he didn't say this, but, you know, he, uh, he you know, he said that he prepares for and watches a lot of this film and all the sets that they play. But, you know, coaches have a lot of adjustments that they can make in game. And what he didn't say is that LeBron is a master of, of countering against those adjustments just because of his experience uh, and, and the level of, of competition that he's been able to play for what 18 years of his career uh, against, you know, the best of, of them. Yeah. And, you know, LeBron had Rajon Rondo last year, this year he has Mark Gasol and you could really see them talking when they're on the floor together, you know, just pointing out these plays right before they see them. And, you know, it's good to have energy guys like, you know, Montrez Harrell and uh, Schroeder. And they're the energy guys that they're they're pointing towards and teaching. Yeah, and, and you know what? Something that I saw uh, er, uh, earlier today in this game was Kuzma. Um, it was after a timeout that uh, uh, was called by, you know, by one of the Cavs. But uh, anyway, um, you saw Kuz uh, just... Uh, and the camera talking to his guys, talking to, I think it was Trez, um, and, and trying to teach him about some sort of defensive uh, um, uh, play or set. Uh, I don't know what it was, it was, but you could see Kuz, uh, you know, teaching, ha having a teaching moment um, and uh, with, with Trez. And uh, you, you love to see that. And I think that's, you know, really because of the influence that LeBron has on his teammates that even Kuzma um, can, can be uh, that sort of guy who could, who could teach um, some of these newer players uh, how the defensive system work here in, in, in Lakerland with, with coach Vogel as their head coach. Um, all right, let's, let's move on to our topic. It's good. Uh, you know, uh, speaking of defense of Lakers defense um, and, and John Webb, you, you mentioned this, you know, Lakers have been, the number one defense in the league for, you know, 
um, you know, in the rankings for about two weeks, right? Maybe a week and a half. But right. But with that said, I think that you know, <laughs> Mar- Marcus Saul. Let's go positive first. You know, Marcus Saul, looking big picture, says, you know, I'm very happy defensively with how the team looks. We're a very deep team, a lot of size, a lot of options. Great guys that have the right attitude, great leadership, great coaching, all positive. Talking about, you know, how 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 great the, the Lakers have been defensively. And he's right, we're the number one defense. But AD had comments about the defense. And his his main comment was, we got to be able to help our teammates. Um, and he was talking about, you know, the help defense. And sometimes we let guys get to the rim too often. Um, so, you know, I just wanted to get your your thoughts on on the Lakers defense and, and, and AD's comments. You know, I've been absolutely impressed by the overall defense. I mean, we've talked about it before, but there's really no noticeable drop, at least st- statistically, right? The eye test, though, would suggest that we're not able to cover defensively in the post like, uh, you know, like AD was alluding to when Mark or Trez are in the game. But like I said, statistically, it's just not showing up. What we do have are these off-ball wings collapsing at times to put pressure on the offensive players as they're driving or or as they receive passes in the post. And really, a big part of it, I think, is Montrez Harrell. He has a lot of players right now dreading the charge. Yeah, I I think... Um, yeah. I mean, obviously, our defense is still fantastic. Um, you know, statistically speaking, like John Webb said, uh, we haven't taken a whole lot of a backseat. Um, I think it it is apparent sometimes um, with with some of these big men underneath. Montrez is definitely helping with that. AD is going to continue to be a good rim protector whenever he's down there. Um, but we see some of these big men, like Andre Drummond tonight, he – put up 25 points and grabbed 17 boards. You know, that's a, absolutely. that's an absolute monster game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that contributed largely to why the game ended up being so close tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if we were any less of a defensive team, it could definitely uh, have been bad, bad for us. It came down to just a few possessions at the end of the game. Um, but I, I absolutely agree. Um, I think most of our, our team is bought in, though. Um, you see Caruso out there every night. Um, not only is he uh, one of the the top three-point shooting uh, players in, in, in the NBA so far this season, um, but he's absolutely incredible on defense and, and gets work done. Um, Kuz is, is always looking to come over and, and help on a block, and uh, he makes great rotations a lot of times. Uh, like we mentioned, Montrez and AD. Um, LeBron's LeBron picked up a couple of blocks tonight. Um, I I think we're uh, we're doing well um, for for what we have. I think we're we're starting to make the the correct adjustments. But I do feel like we need to. Um, I don't know for further figure out um, what what we need to do underneath to prevent some of these big men from from going off like Andre Drummond did tonight. 
Right. I think I think it's I think it's just it's coming along. I think AD has a point. Um and I think it's just I think it's just coming along. I mean, the problem with with sending a help defender um, is you leave a man open at the corner, um, and that's you know that's bad news if they have really good three point shooters. Uh, if the opponent has really good three point shooters, um, so what, what do you do? Do you um, do you trust your um, your rim protector? You know your five spot guy, Trez or Mark, to to cover that, or do you go help? Um, and, and make it difficult for the guy, the opponent who's driving to the rim um, or easy to, to have it pass it to the corner. But um, yeah, I think it's coming along. Um, I, th- I think we're seeing some improvement from these last uh, few games, um, you know, against the Bucks, Bulls and Cavs. I think we're seeing the, uh, more more change in that, and uh, we're seeing you know I think like McKay you said LeBron had a couple of, of blocks and and that was mostly from help defense, um, and I think you know I think we we, uh, we could improve on that point and sending an extra def- defender. Um, yeah, I think it's just I think it's just coming along. I think it's going to take some time to get to that because we're not as physically dominant as we were last year. So we have to take a few more reps and maybe a different approach to how we're going to defend the rim. Yeah. I think the general pattern right now that I've seen is, you know, the, it's kind of like a, a a knob, right? A little meter, a defensive knob. And, you know, the first quarter, you know, the game starts and we're at 100%. Then, you know, the second quarter comes, we dial it down to 75 then the third quarter, you know, we 50, 60, and then 100% again on the fourth quarter. And, you know, that that really finishes off most teams. But that's not the type of defensive habit we want to build coming into the playoffs. Uh, definitely not. And, um, yeah, you know, one of the things that came to mind is uh, this could very well be um, a little bit overwhelming for Anthony Davis. Uh, last season, he was able to share that rim protection between him um, and uh, two other centers, you know, in in Dwight Howard and JaVel McGee. Um, now he's kind of got that sole responsibility, um, and it's tough to put it out there on both ends all night, every night. Um, so I, right. I kind of think that could be a contributing factor as well to why AD is struggling. It's just – it's a it's a large wor- workload, um, but uh, time will tell. I I hope we can continue to adapt and figure it out, and uh, I I think we'll make it happen. I think. Yeah, that's a good I mean, point. I mean, the team we just played is shopping a lot of their big men out, so who knows? Maybe Rob could do something there. Yeah, well, they're shopping. I don't know. I I don't know if if if, if they're shopping or if the Nets are afraid of of of. Um, just just missing out because uh, they're not, you know, they're not as good as we thought they were with the big three, and that's why they're looking for another a center to for the rim protection or or whatever. But uh, uh, you know what? That, that was a good discussion. Let's take our last break here, and when we come back, uh, we'll segue to a heavier topic. Um, so stay tuned, and we'll talk to you guys in a minute. <music> Thank you. 
Hey guys, let me tell you about these delicious protein bars. They're called Built Bars. Ever heard of them? The typical protein bar is dense, gritty, and difficult to chew. Not Built Bar though. The texture is light and fluffy, and it's covered in perfectly tempered, 100% pure dark chocolate. With each bite you take, you will think you are cheating on your diet, indulging on a chocolate dessert. We think you'll agree. There isn't a more delicious way to get your protein. Built Bar is the favorite protein bar of many fitness trainers and fitness enthusiasts alike. My personal favorite is the cookies and cream. It's like eating a candy bar. So what are you waiting for? Head on over to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LAKERPOD to get 10% off your order. That's promo code LAKERPOD to get 10% off your order at BuiltBar.com. Welcome back to the Hashtag Lakers Podcast. I'm here with McKay Westbrook and John Webb Legazzo. Um, like we said, um, this this segment's going to be a little bit of a heavier topic. Um, you know, uh, you know. So ESPN put out uh, an hour long uh, show to uh, about Kobe Bryant this past Sunday. Um, you know, I went in there and I tweeted this out. I went in there thinking uh, I was ready. Now, nah, dude. <laughs> all the feels the emotions crept in immediately uh in the first couple of minutes of that show um they just went super sad in the first couple minutes and then went on with you know how the lakers went on to to win the championship um you know just seeing all those videos the pictures um in, in los angeles and the world at large responding and mourning to the death of kobe and Gigi. um you know, just just this past week, you know, people have been 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 doing that. L.A. Times, you know, that's a lot to handle. Um, but it's also amazing for me to see the influence that, you know, Kobe had on the whole world. Um, you know, I think he was truly a, a global figure uh, who impacted the lives of thousands, uh, even millions of people. Um, so, you know, just gonna throw it throw it out there. You know what? Just, you know, just give me your thoughts on, on you know, tomorrow's going to be the anniversary of, of, of Kobe and Gigi and, and those others, um, the, the accident that happened uh, a year ago tomorrow. Um, I, I think when it comes to, to that, um, I, I mean, that's just what Kobe's death was. Nobody was ready for it. Um, nobody expected it. And even here a year later, things haven't changed. It's, it's just such a tragedy, um, in the basketball world in in the Laker world, um, and, and for his, his family in general, uh, one of the things that I couldn't help, but think tonight was, uh, during the game even though words kind of gone around that a lot of the teams aren't really doing tributes to Kobe Bryant because the uh, Bryant family asked for them not to do so. But 
uh, I don't know if you guys remember that that fadeaway jumper in in the the corner getting double teamed. Uh, LeBron hitting that mm. that fadeaway jumper. Yeah, so yeah that that right. uh, that felt like a tribute to Kobe to me. Mm-hmm. Um, that as well as his entire game tonight. Um, so I mean, it's it's one of those things that. Um, you know, the pain subsides for, for a time, but it's always going to be a hole in the heart of every Lakers fan. Um, thinking of, of Kobe Bryant, especially in these times, lost him uh, way too young. But um, the great thing about, uh, I guess, coming up on the anniversary is it gives us time to reflect again on the legacy that he left um, gives us time to go back and, and see the impact that he left on the basketball world and on his teammates, um, on his fans and, uh, and just to further solidify his legacy in all of our hearts and minds. You know, it's it's still surreal, right? It's, and it's hard to find the words. You guys know that I was in Japan last year when it happened, you know, re- getting ready to deploy with the Navy. I remember waking up to head to work, putting on my uniform, and my messages just start going off. I see pay- Facebook posts, you know, rest in peace. Then it sunk in, and I recall just feeling sick to my stomach that, that whole day. Uh, there was... A really different atmosphere you know the lakers fans other sailors part of the aircraft carrier just had each other to console and talk to what became apparent despite all these sailors from different backgrounds you know race specialties you know political parties is, is what kobe bryant meant to each and every one of us and you know like like mckay was saying it's it's not a tribute of words. It's a tribute of action. And that's really the legacy that Kobe Bryant wants to build is and wanted to build was how he inspired others. And that's the sort of inspiration we need now. And I'm glad you guys, um, you know, started with that. I think the most important thing we do tomorrow is not really to dwell on you know, their deaths or how they died um, and how sad it was. I think we need to honor them by, 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 by living, you know, the Mamba way, you know, uh, you know, he was always there working hard. So we, I think we, we just need to always be working hard, always doing what's necessary day in, day out, continually strive for, to, to progress strive for greatness in whatever thing that, uh, you know, you, I, we are passionate about never giving up on it, giving a hundred, hundred percent of you to it. And I think that's how we, we honor Kobe and, and Gigi. I think, I think he had such a big impact to many lives. It's, I mean, and, and including myself, I remember, you know, playing those, um, you know, playing with you guys, the church ball games with you guys. Um, I always, always try to make these crazy shots, dude, uh, and trying to copy and, and, and shoot 
crazy, even though I wasn't that good. But I was better than McKay, of course. And <laughs> <laughs> but like, you know, just Mamba mentality on all of it. <laughs> even outside, even outside basketball, uh, you know, in a manner in which, you know, I, I, I tackled the challenges, you know, going through to college, law school, at work and so forth. Um, just how he had you know just how he impacted the 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 my life in in that way and in, in, in sort of using you know that that mama mentality from time to time to um you know to do better to to, to give it 100 percent of, of me and and what i was pursuing at the time yeah and um uh, i i think that's one of the biggest things that that kobe leaves behind is that mamba mentality um that's something that i i've got as a constant rem- reminder on uh as a background on my phone um is mamba mentality uh e- whether it be for basketball or anything else in life um i think kobe was the absolute epitome of what hard work and dedication was he was the master of his art and it was not by accident. Um, you only become what he is by <laughs> it, I, I would even call it an a obsessive compulsive amount of dedication um, to basketball and, and to anything he did for that matter. Um, we learned that uh, in in the the tribute that they gave at Staples Center right after he died, um, Rob Palinka told us about um, how he he didn't like not being as good as him at at uh, tennis, and so um, he he hired a professional coach. You know that's that's just who Kobe was, um, basketball or not. He he was always striving to be the greatest that that he could be. And I think that's the thing that we should always hold uh, closest to us and, and to look to as an example and for inspiration. Yeah. And, you know, just, just never settle, you know, he, he had a 20 year basketball career, but after that, you know, he did so many things, uh, you know, in, in business, especially, you know, he had, you know, body armor, you know, Granity studios, his, his coaching career, uh, you know, it's it's about putting yourself out there and not being comfortable all the time. And that's one of the lessons he's taught me is, you know, just just go out of your comfort zone to try to inspire and try to lead. Yeah, man. I think I think it's um, like you said, John Webb. I think it's a little still surreal, but as we as we progress or you know not progress, move on. I think. I think it's important that we, um, that, that, that's how we remember, you know, his life is by, by, by living, um, and, and trying to be just like him, you know, in, in how he pursued, um, his passions, um, and never gave up and always took the next shot, even if he missed the last one. Um, and, you know, that's, I think that's, 
what we'll always remember about Kobe. Um, and, but, uh, all right, well, I don't know um, if you guys wanted to share some of your favorite Kobe moments uh, before, before we end this, this segment here. Well, one of the things that, that I was thinking of just while um, we're watching the, the Lakers game tonight um, with, with some of the big throwdowns was some of the throwdowns that uh, Kobe had and some of them that were absolutely just horrific for, for the defending player when he absolutely posterized Dwight Howard. I mean, I can only imagine like the level of fear and embarrassment that (laughs) he introduced um, to into some of those players. Like he was an absolute killer and, uh, and I, I love that he was not afraid to go uh, straight at people. And uh, he, he made it known that he was uh, the best player in the league there. There was uh, an all-star game uh, when, when he played, uh, against LeBron, LeBron was in in his prime, and even though it was an exhibition match, Kobe went out there to show the world that he was the best. And I think he swatted LeBron twice in that game, and and took one of the blocks and and like hit a three or something like that. And uh, the, so those those are just a couple of the memories that that stood out in my mind at least tonight, just kind of reminiscing on, on Kobe's memory. For me, I think my, my greatest memory of him is uh, just sort of the, the back and forth talk he, he always had with, with his fiercest competitors. And, you know, it was like no nonsense Mamba mentality. And that, that's just something that, that I take with me. Yeah. I mean, there's obviously all those great, you know, everyone's favorite moments where he absolutely was in, in goat mode, you know, like the 40 game, the four game, 50 point streak that he had his 81 point game. Um, the times he won, you know, the, his, his championships um, where we all celebrated with him, his fi- 60 point final game, you know, all those games. Right. But I think one of my, my, my absolute favorite moments um, was actually when he wasn't a player when um when you know just how ha- you know just before the accident just uh just after christmas he took gg to the lakers mavs game um and you know you can see them enjoying themselves you can see the smiles from everyone as they greeted um them from kuzma to anthony davis rob polinka genie bus lebron and luca you know, all smiles, and you even saw moments where, where Jeannie, or sorry, Gigi was was asking questions, and and Kobe was teaching her. Um, you know, it was fatherhood, and I and um, you know that moment. I took that moment, that game where he was there for granted. You know, who knew that that would be the last time that we'd see them together in in public? But just that that moment of 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 teaching. Gigi, um, you know, inspiring the next generation, right? Or, or, or teaching. Um, I think, you know, I think that was a, a great moment that I, I really enjoyed. Um, 
uh, of Kobe just, you know, post post career and in, in his retirement, you know, after winning the Oscar, um, just enjoying it. And, um, but anyway, I mean, those, that, that was one of my absolute favorite moments of Kobe <clears throat> on top of all of those great moments that you guys have shared um, and all his game winners, of course. Um, but I think that does it for today. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed that. Um, but uh, let's end the show. Guys, make sure you follow us on Twitter at hashtag LakerPod. Um, subscribe and give us a five-star review on Apple Podcast and follow us wherever else you listen to your podcast. We'd appreciate the follow and all the reviews. It'll help us continue to produce this show. We're also on Instagram at Lakers Daily Scoop. Um, with that said, have a great day. Root for the Lakers, and we'll talk to you guys next time. Games in the Admiral refrigerator. The door is closed. The lights out. Butter's getting hard. The eggs are cooling, and the Jello is jiggling. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.